Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous. Together we are finding the joy in the journey of life. This episode we have Stephanie Crawford with us, and the two of us are going to be talking about playful PD. Now this is not Stephanie's first time on the show, but for all of you newcomers to Well Played Show, uh, Stephanie, can you please introduce yourself? Of course. Thank you for having me, first of all, Michael. And I um, am from central Illinois. I have been in education for about 14 years. And up until this year, I was an ELA middle school teacher. And this year, I've taken on the role as an instructional technology coach for my district. We serve about eight schools. Well, not about. We serve eight schools, about 300 teachers. um, And there's three of us that share that role. Uh, so this year, this was new for you. You were you were transitioning from being a teacher into this new role, uh, and it hit you because you gamified your your English class that you wanted to bring that to this space, right? I mean, I don't want to correct you, but it was a lit class. <laughs> Now you guys all know I do not edit these at all. Whatever is said stays. Yes, I decided to gamify my class. Last what year, language? Right? What language was that course in? <laughs> it was. Is it a an French? Was it a French literature class taught in English? And you read just like books that it, were in English it, as well. It was. It your, I'm just checking. Your, your class is taught in English too, though, isn't it? Just it is. No, it's true. Curious. It's true. That's a good point. You're right. We're all English teachers. Got it. Check. In in that particular year, we were not blocked yet. So it really was the lit class in English language. But I did do a full year gamification for the first time, um, inspired by you and your book. Um, I had been involving games and game elements for a couple years and then just decided what am I waiting for and took the plunge and loved every bit of it. And then when I made the move to instructional tech coach, um, I think for most of us, I don't think it matters what district you're in for most of us. Professional development is something we all kind of struggle with. Um, We know we're required to have it as a teacher. Um, Teachers are a lot of times the worst students and it's, that attitude of, I'm not going to get anything from this. What kind of grading can I get done? Uh, And we knew there were just some things that needed to change. And we were hoping to revamp and revitalize professional development a little bit. So I am lucky that I have two other tech coaches that were willing to go along with my crazy idea. I said, let's, let's gamify PD. (laughs) Why can't we? It works in the classroom. I watched it. I did it. I lived it. It works. It was amazing. So why couldn't we do the same thing to our professional development? And they were like, yes, let's try it. They had never done it. They had not led a gamified classroom before, They, but they both had been teachers. Um, and it's just, it's one of those things that it, it wasn't about micro badging and that like digital component, even though we are technically instructional technology coaches. I really felt that what was missing was a personal component. And so, nice. even though, yeah. So we keep, 
you know, I keep that spreadsheet that again, I, I got from you and all of the hard work that you do. I purchased that. That was a lifesaver because I do not want to make that spreadsheet that will do all of that computing for me. Um, but I keep that, but we even have a public leaderboard in our office that is located in the high school. And so if a teacher or an admin, because we put all of our administrators in it, if they earn points and they stop by our office, they can actually drop those points in and have that satisfaction of adding to the team. So we've really tried to keep a personal element instead of going where a lot of that gamification for PD has gone with that micro badging, that digital component. Absolutely love kind of your angle, your take. And I think that one of the reasons you're sort of getting it, at least as far as I'm concerned, quote unquote, right, is the, is the fact that you've done it in your classroom. Like you understand there, there's always been these sort of this two-tier gamification and there's like one sort of definition, if you will, that's just, just about that micro-badging, micro-credentialing, mm -hmm. you know, just slap a badge on everything and it's gamified, earn points and it's gamified and it's like, then there's sort of this other style that I'm, I'm hoping others really like dive into and, and that kind of is based around Explore Like a Pirate, this idea that we're going to, we're going to create like relationships, we're going to create like these epic moments, we're, we're going to like, we're going to, we're going to make something fun. And right. yes, there might be some badges and points attached, but the, the badges and the points aren't the only thing. It's not the only driving force. So I think when you switched over to doing it for adults, I think that's so awesome that you kept that relational piece in there, that sort of epic piece, that funny piece, you know, like that there's just some silly silliness also that can go with it. Mm -hmm. um, I think these are all just key components. So when you laid yours out, I mean, I guess let's... Uh, Let's dissect it a little bit. What, what do you, how did you structure your game? I guess that's, that's probably the, the central question that everybody would want to know. <laughs> um, so I, I started with the idea that, uh, first of all, I had that public leaderboard idea in my head and I thought that that actually is where the start of it was. Mm -hmm. Let's have this centrally located. I really think we need to focus on, um, this personal engagement um, and then with my uh, team, we came up with a theme, you know, we said, what could we do that? Uh, so really kind of working through mm -hmm. the book, the way that it goes through, what was that theme? What would engage the most people? Um, you know, in my classroom, I had done Harry Potter, but it didn't, it was a lit classroom. It was something I was passionate about. And it was those kids that I was seeing every day. This was different because I don't see 300 teachers every day and you need that that theme that's not gonna that's not going to have them saying like, eh, I'm not into Harry Potter. That's not me, you know, because it's adults, so it is a little different. So we we went with Wizard of Oz theme, and instead of doing characters, we did lions, tigers, bears, and we have an oh my, which was the Toto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, um, because we thought that stays away from people. And it gives it, again, kind of more, it's still a fun element, but it's more neutral. Uh -huh. So everybody could feel involved. So from there, we started thinking, what are the tasks that we want? And um, one of the other coaches had previously done a bingo card that she put out to teachers. So he said, you know what? This bingo card would be great. Let's come up with these ideas to put on this bingo card that um, we could do is Every time you complete a square on the bingo card, you'll get points for it. 
Um, and then if you create a whole bingo row, you'll get an item for it. And I'll go into that a little bit. But then that was just one quest, essentially, one component of it. So then we thought, what are other things we can offer? Well, we're responsible for teaching some PLCs. And we decided to do one on digital breakouts. We built digital breakout rooms and did them on different topics like Google Keep and Google Drawing and Stop Motion and Google Slides. So we said, okay, we're just going to maintain these breakouts. We'll keep them open. And not it's not completing the breakouts that gets you points. It's once you complete the breakout, your final congratulations message tells you what you have to do if you want to earn points. So that was another component. You know, it's essentially a side quest that you can choose. Mm -hmm. It's not mandatory. And we did that with other things. We had sketchnoting in there with the idea floods that Carrie Bauckham does um, because a lot of teachers aren't necessarily familiar with sketchnoting. And that was a great way to, that idea floods are a great way to become familiar with a different form of note taking that visual literacy without having to do it in your classroom because you can do it on your own. It could be a personal task. Um, and also it could be paper and pen. It doesn't have to be digital. Our librarian got on board. She said, Hey, what if I give a book bingo? She did one for elementary, for middle, for high school. So again, those teachers who aren't necessarily drawn to the tech aspect of PD can read a book and they fill out a form to the short form that shows that they've gone through and read it and they get points for that and can still participate in the game. So essentially what we did after we got the theme was come up with what are the side quests we're going to start with? So we had about four because the fourth one I haven't mentioned is just signing up for a digital learning appointment with us can get you 50 points because you're having us come in. You have mm -hmm. to have a goal in mind. So we wanted to make sure we rewarded that too. So we started there and got that all. Get, we designed the website in Google Sites. Um, I used Canva and Google Sites. So, you know, all my free, my free tools. I didn't spend any money on that. Got it set up. Um, for our bingo card, we used uh, Padlet to embed in the website, and then teams go and just post their evidence underneath their team in the Padlet. So, and the, the, the leaderboard is posted in the website too. So essentially a teacher can go to this one website and get everything they need for PD, including the game, but, mm -hmm. but they can sign up for a learning appointment there. They can see what other teachers are doing. And have one spot to go. How did Sorry, you... I talked a lot there. Yeah, so trying to unpack <laughs> that a little bit for everybody. Like, how did you... let's start really basic? Like, I want to go back to your okay. team. Like your first, yes. your first answer. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, so teams, you you said you have about eight schools. Uh, <laughs> How, you never how, know. There's a hidden one. So how do you structure your lions, tigers, and bears, oh my? Is, is it by school? Is it by grade level? Is it a little mix at every building so everybody can raz each other a little bit in the building? That is a great question. Thank and, you. And <laughs> um, the way that we divided our teams was actually based on our why of why we wanted to do this. And one of our big whys was that we felt like our district was lacking unity and I don't know how it is for you, but when you have um, that many schools, Zelda. <laughs> sorry, it's my, it's my text tone. I'll just turn that off. There That's we go. my favorite game. 
Sure it is. It is. <laughs> um, so we decided our why, one of our whys was we needed to create unity. Eight buildings. It's hard to know people outside of your buildings. I mean, I taught at the at one of the two middle schools, and I really essentially knew no one outside of my building except for people from the other middle school. Mm-hmm. So I just decided I asked for a staff list of all full-time certified staff from our district, and I put them into a randomizer, and I did it by school. So I broke each school up into four different teams randomly, and then had one giant list of that team. So each team has about 76 or 77 people on it. Nice. So each school has some of all four. So Mm -hmm. like I said, that can add a little personal element in the building to sort of, you're stopping by the copy room, you can kind of razz the tiger Mm -hmm. or the bear. Uh, That's kind of cool. And then when you do district-wide things, like if there are PD or you meet somewhere to like go do something you have that other, like, you know that there are lions, tigers, bears, oh my, at the seven other schools. And one of the other key components was we asked our IT, um, I sent them an email and asked very nicely if I provided them a sheets or, or sheets broken down with the teams, if they would create email lists for them. And they did. So we created an email list for all four teams And I sent out an email that just said like, hey, welcome to team Tiger. Um, Here's the leaderboard as it stands right now. And then I provided the link. It was when it was first posted. And I said like, you know, you're in first place and you're only this many points ahead of the place or the, the team in second place, that kind of thing, just to get some excitement. And then I said, and now you do have a team email. And then I included the email address. And it was really interesting. One of the high school teachers on Team Tiger actually just decided she was competitive and she wanted to win this. And she has really kind of unofficially become the team leader. She sends out emails. She calls it Tiger Tuesday. (laughs) She sends out emails to her team. She encourages them. Yeah, she's like, one of the things on the bingo board was to create an email signature. That's not something difficult. It's something a lot of people already had. But she said, hey, everybody, let's create an email signature and post it to the Padlet. She's encouraging them. And what has happened has been that people who didn't have an email signature and didn't quite know how to do it started asking other people on their team through this email. Like, okay, how do I do that? Could you help me with it? And so already people from different schools were talking and helping each other. And that was that's all we wanted. We just wanted them to know. (laughs) So like some of the cool things there, I love, I mean, you already saw that happen in your classroom. Mm -hmm. This is one of the things I absolutely love about gamification is that kids make that right choice. Same with adults. And in some respects, it it frees you up even more as the teacher, or in this case, the instructional coach. Like you're not going around to the 70 people that don't know how to do email signatures and teaching them how to do it. It's like mm-hmm. natural within the game that these teams are taking care of that problem and, and helping each other and, and then empowering each other and bonding as a team. Because now they're like, oh, man, I'm like, because I put in my email signature, we just went up 10 points or whatever. And like you feel like, oh, that's so great that like they helped each other. It, it, it all works. And that's just, I don't know, that's super awesome. I absolutely love it. And the other thing I wanted to say, too, is just a. Uh, a kind of neat 
idea about bringing those people together. I love like your core reason for doing the game is is to sort of build that sort of team mentality across the district. And with that said, how did your initial rollout go? <laughs> um, there was good and bad. So the way that our schedule is set up, we do tech PLCs on a rotation. And so on Wednesdays, every Wednesday is a PLC day for our district. And we start with the high school. And then the next Wednesday, we do middle schools. And the next Wednesday, we do an elementary. And then the next two Wednesdays after that are more elementary before we ever see high school again. So what happened was we were about to start a new rotation with the high school. And um, I said, we need to roll this out because they're going to do breakout rooms. And their end message says, you know, congratulations, if you want to earn points for you or your team, you need to do this. They needed to know what we were talking about. So we rolled it out at that tech PLC for the high school. And I have to admit, I was actually most nervous about rolling it out to the high school because um, I think, you know, it, it's, it tends to be, at least I envision, elementary schools seem like they are most open to those type of things. Middle school, we get a little jaded, a little cynical. And then high school, it's like, eh, it's very cynical. Um, and it has to do with the type, you know, the age group that you're dealing with and what you see and what, you, what responsibilities you have and all that. It's just a different world in every building. So I was nervous, but it ended up going really well. We had people and we do, there are two PLCs for the high school. So the first one is for teachers that start earlier than the others. And we actually had to stop and give them more time to look up their teammates because nice. we gave them this document and we said, you know, like, see who, see what team you're on, see who's on your team. And, and they did it. And it was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to work. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. So that went really well. And the next one went well too. Um, and really the middle schools went well, but we're still seeing the elementary schools. We haven't seen them all. So we rolled it out for everyone else after the high school PLC, essentially in an email and our newsletter that we put out weekly. But it's not the same. It's not the same as getting out and talking to them and, and explaining to them because we're not always good about reading emails. So some of them didn't open the emails or some of them didn't click on the newsletter. So as we've gone through, we've adjusted how we're rolling it out. We've decided, you know, like, oh, we need to make a plan for this. So we made a little um, like a sketch note video that was a minute long and sent it out to the elementary schools and just said, in case you're wondering what all this team stuff is about, here's a short explanation, you know, that type of thing. Nice. Um, so we're trying to adjust to some of those difficulties. But on a very positive note, I did go through the other day, last week actually, and I looked at the numbers of teachers participating and we have over a third of every team is participating in some way. So I think when you have 300 teachers, having you know over a hundred of them involved is great. <laughs> That's fantastic, especially too when you think that this is one, just like the first quarter so like we're not i was about to say your first year doing this but it's even your first quarter doing this like right 
even in my gamified class, I don't, I don't have a hundred percent, you know I mean? Like there are still kids mm-hmm. that haven't done quests and stuff. And the, like I always say to everyone that's doing it for their classroom, you just have to kind of like continue to put this out there, continue to craft it. Like, you know, it works. Don't give up. Uh, cause I mean, it's almost like teaching in general, like, right? Like the, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look right. It doesn't like kids aren't loving it and all that other stuff. And you're just not like, well, screw it. Like we don't have to do school then. Like, you know <laughs> that we have to continue to work at it. And I think that's true with gamification. Like you're at a third out of the gate and yeah. these are adults. That's a tough sell. They're like you said, sometimes jaded, sometimes, you know, we all have heard the the stories of people at different districts and different mm-hmm. mindsets, different like energy levels, we'll just say. And to say that out of the gate, you're at a third. I think that's great. And yeah. to hear those stories of, of teams coming together and teams, you know, mm-hmm. inspiring each other to do a little more. Uh, and, and this idea of interacting across district, I think is just so awesome. And I want to make sure we, we spend some time talking about that. Like what are some of the, the ways you have people interact where, over and above the tasks that you have them do like yes of course they're they're gonna do email signatures they're gonna sign up for this or they're gonna study this app or learn that but what what team aspects do you have what are some of the bonuses they could earn what's so we decided to do paper items so um i know you do cards in your class i did cards in my gamified class so um i really Again, that personal aspect, I wanted to keep that. I didn't want to email a digital item to someone. Um, I thought it would be more fun to to know that we could bring it to them and say, like, congratulations on earning it. And I, I actually do offer the card protector when I bring it. You know, like, do you want this card protector to keep them in um, nice. as you gain items? And, and we've had takers on that, so it's been great. But some of the things that we've done to encourage teamwork on that and one of them is um, like find, I'm trying to think of what I called it, um, but it's essentially that one of their teammates never left Munchkin City and just had trouble getting out of the gate. And if they go back and get a teammate who hasn't left Munchkin City and collaborate on something with them, then they'll earn double the points for the task that they complete. Nice. So, you know, I mean, it's really like, come on, go back and get your teammate, help them out. You can do this. Uh, so we're trying to create items like that, that will encourage them to work together um, to do something new. Uh, we've also put in some of our things like our items on our bingo board are to go into a different teacher's classroom and observe them, you know, things that are good practice anyway, but it's hard to find time. Um, we have go collaborate with someone outside of your school, you know, so some of the tasks even are set up to help you work with your teammates. I think I've answered that. No, that's awesome. (laughs) My sort of my next question for you then is when you're talking about making this sort of playful, uh, and, and it sounds like the response from the people that have been doing this have been really, really good. They kind of like this fresh take I'm curious, what's it like for you? I am ecstatic. I I felt when I gamified my classroom last year, I felt like 
what had taken me so long? Why didn't I do this sooner? Because I was able to reach the students in such a different way. And the ones who, you know, struggled with feeling connected in class normally, Mm -hmm. connected to the game. They were a part of the game. They felt like they were part of the team. And I actually did have, by the end of the year, I had 140 students, I think 41 students, and every single one of them had earned points in my game by the end of the year. They had all done something. They had all gotten on the board somehow. They had all done a side quest or won a mini game. Um, And I saw them take those extra learning opportunities. So I knew what was possible. And even though I was scared about doing this, um, when we rolled it out and we started having people posting to that Padlet and emailing us and asking questions, and and people who are trying brand new things, like a high school teacher bringing Play-Doh into her classroom because it's on the bingo board, um, and one reaching out to uh, is a, a high school noter. a high school what a high school teacher brought Play-Doh into her classroom. What does she teach? Because Spanish. Spanish, not English. Not English. <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> And then on the other side of that, a a kindergarten Spanish teacher actually decided to use the Play-Doh with her kindergartners in a completely different way. But but the same tool can work for both. It's just about looking at it in a new way. So I've been so happy. Teachers who typically may not have gone out and done this if we had just done a sit and get PD, you know, come to this hour and you'll do this and this and this. They may not have come. They're doing these other things because they can do it on their own time. They can do it with a friend. Um, One teacher, I loved it. He emailed and he was like, you know what? The Cubs are out of it now, so I might as well give my heart to Team Tigers. (laughs) Nice. So, you know, he like, he started he acknowledged that he was going to be doing these things. You know, he didn't have to tell us, but it was fun that he did. It was fun that he sent that email and was like, eh, my team's out of it. So I might as well just go ahead. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That's so awesome. it's been great. I'm sorry. I know I, I talked for a while there. It's just so, it has made me feel so happy. Um, even with the problems, even though, you know, there's always things we can reflect on and change and do better. It has been so gratifying. That's good. I mean, I, I'm excited. I mean, like that's the question was all about you. Like, what, how does it make you feel? So I liked your answer. It was solid. Thank you. Uh, and for those, if I was going to process it for anybody, like for those of you out there, like, I mean, I hope you heard Stephanie say that she felt that way in the classroom. And so when she tackled this new job, she put it forward, right? She put it first as opposed to like waiting, 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 which she we figured out in the end she shouldn't have done that in her class. Should not have. Should not have. <laughs> uh, so I think that's great. Like you learned and you, you're putting it forward here and kind of showing that same magic to everyone else. So I think that's great. Uh, but on that note, we've hit reflection time. So we are now going to sort of dive in, think about this quote, how it relates to our conversation. Are you ready? I'm thinking I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Do you want to answer first or you want me to go first? 
Why not? I'll answer first. Ooh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, all right. Here's the re the reflection quote here. It comes from the almighty internet. Love that. That, that internet is one smart person. <laughs> you believe everything on the internet? Not everything. That internet lies. But it also tells the truth. I mean, it's, ooh. It's tough. So hard. So hard. All right, here we go. Okay. Time is not measured by clocks, but by moments. Okay. I actually feel like that ties in to what I was saying with that teacher who emailed and, you know, said the Cubs were out of it. Uh -huh. and so he was going to toss in with that. Um, it's those little moments where you feel like you're part of a team and not the time that you were sitting in a PD for an hour because it was mandated to you. It's the playfulness you put with it. It's the experience you get from it. Um, it's, it's about those feelings that you can get out of it when you give yourself over to it, instead of feeling like you're required to do something for a time for an amount of time. No, I like it. So for me, I'm going to say this, quote like i love this quote and i think it is sort of how i try to think about my classroom think about life in general uh you know time time's like a made-up construct right like this idea of minutes and hours whatnot uh but when we think back right when we reflect on our life when we reflect on the last year the last week whatever what's your you're not reflecting on hours you're reflecting on the moments you're reflecting on those good and bad things that took place in your in your week in your year things you wish you would change things you wish you would have done different things that went perfect like joyful moments sad moments whatever but it is the moments that we look at so when i started to think about that in my own classroom it really started to shift things when i started to think about building moments not 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 just the scope and sequence not just the curriculum mm -hmm. not just the the district initiatives but when i thought about building moments and then like the follow-up is the curriculum is the this is the that but like the first the central thing is the moment i think i just became a much better teacher i think i related more to the students i think like all the stats that you want to improve went up all the stats you want to go down went down like it, but it's it's that thinking in moments is just a, a powerful shift. And I think it's something that gamification does well because you're you're constructing those moments. Like that's part of gamification. You're building those side quests. You're building those challenges. You're building the storyline. The, even, even the, you know, lions, tigers, bears. <laughs> you know, like uh, that, that in and of itself is a, is a piece, is a decision. It's a moment. It's that moment I get assigned my team or whatever, right? It's, it's huge. I do think I need to make sure I again give a shout out and I know I did, but the support of the other two coaches that were willing, I feel like it ties in with that too. They were willing to take that step and that leap and it was a different idea and they were okay. Like, let's get this experience. Let's reach for that moment. And, sure. and I think having, I just want to make sure that I've given that shout out to them too. Cause they made, they made this crazy idea work also. No, that's, that's tough when you're part of a team uh, and it sounds like they were really open and willing to try this new mm -hmm. experience with you and that's that's excellent and that's awesome. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for lending your time here to Well Played Community. I uh, love having you on the 
on the show. Love chit-chatting with you. Stephanie's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. I love being here. I appreciate you having me. Well, everyone else, thank you for joining us today. I want you to enjoy your week and play on. <laughs>